Hi, welcome to We Accept This Podcast. I'm Lara Ziobro, and back with us this week is Leslie. Leslie I'm Salas back, is joining <laughs> is joining to talk about what I think we both agree is our least favorite episode of all of the seasons, well, for most part. I I like women tell alls because I I feel like you have to yeah. have a reunion show like on my housewife shows, things like that, when they don't have a reunion, I get annoyed because I want to see what was their reaction to seeing themselves throughout the season. And are they going to apologize? Like, are people going to hate each other even more? Like, I want to know. So I like Women Tell All, but I did not like this Women Tell All. It was so unsatisfying. Yeah, I guess I should say, I think in recent years, I've liked it less and less. Because I think there were years that I really did like it. Because you see sort of how they bond together. And then you kind of see the resolution of, you know, whether it's, you know, the the villain of the season or whatever it is. But I I didn't really want to see anything this time. Because I didn't think, they didn't resolve anything remotely during the season. It just made me angrier. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think they were going to do it magically this week either. So it just kind of felt like yet another opportunity to just kind of revisit the things that weren't fun to begin with. Yeah. All the worst parts of the season, I feel like were just shoved in my face in the show. Yeah. And then we'll talk a little bit about some of the things from the season that we didn't even get to see that would have been much more entertaining. Yes. Right? So weird. Okay. All right. Should we just jump jump on in? Let's jump on in. I mean, where do we even start? Where to start? Um, there were some notable people missing, uh, mostly Sarah. Uh, she wasn't there. I thought that was a little odd. Anybody else that you noticed didn't show up? That was, that was the, the, the biggest one. And I think it was so glaring in the beginning yeah. when they showed all of the clips throughout the season. It was so much Sarah. And I don't know. I haven't really seen anything out as to why she wasn't there. My guess is she probably didn't want to be there. I feel like if she had wanted to be there, they would, I think, have taken her up on it. I'm sure they they wanted her there. Yeah. And it's almost like by her not being there, I think it kind of made a weird statement in some ways, too, because I think the footage didn't look particularly flattering towards her, I thought. Well, um, I think it's a hard situation. I don't blame her. We don't know what's going on with her dad. Her dad might be sick. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, sicker. So maybe she just felt like it wasn't worth it to come back. But I think that was one of those things I would have liked to see resolved because I feel like we saw a lot of different sides of her, um, you know, on, on the season. Some good, some not so good. And I, I would have been curious to see what the women's reaction was after after watching the show yeah because i think some of them seem to have changed their stance a a little bit maybe yeah um so yeah i would have loved to see what they had to (laughs) say since a lot of them were so harsh yeah i know but like they were so i think harsh against some of them were were so harsh against her that it would have been nice to see if they had a change of anything to to show i thought the most probably the most interesting part of the woman tell all was how much everybody seemed to not like Katie. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like nobody was backing her up. I was shocked, and I saw a lot of conversation online, and I was curious. Like, did we not see the full picture? Did they edit it because they wanted us to like her that way? Because they wanted her to originally be the Bachelorette? Like, is that what we got? Yeah. It, it made me suspicious, you know? I was shocked by a lot of it. I know we saw a little bit of Chelsea. For instance, I, I like Chelsea, but 
Um, on the show, we saw a couple of moments where it seemed like she was defending some of the meaner girls in the house. And she really kind of dug down on that in the tell-all. Um, and and mm-hmm. that surprised me. Like, how are you going to say that the house wasn't toxic? We saw it. And, it. and yeah, there might have been more positive things that they didn't show. But we saw what we saw. Like, it did happen. And you have mm-hmm. people like Brittany and Sarah and, uh, you know, uh, Oh, I forget her name with the crown getting ripped off her head. Miss Miss Puerto Rico. Oh, Catalina? Catalina. Catalina. Uh, yeah. You know, there were, and I don't love Heather, but, you know, the way some of them treated yeah. Heather, like there, there were mm-hmm. a lot of toxic things going on in the house. And um, I saw Chelsea apparently went on, I don't know which podcast, she went on a podcast and she was saying, well... I thought that Katie, if she was going to do that, should have named names. And I was like, are you kidding me? People would have been even madder if she had gone and said specific names to him. I thought it was good that she didn't do that because she was just saying things are bad, not throwing anybody under the bus, but you need to handle this. I don't think she wanted to use that as a moment to go after anybody specific in the house. I think she was just fed up and like... Whether she had, like, she talked about having, I think, a little bit of a role earlier in the season, maybe, like, not have been, like, she wasn't saying she herself was perfect, but I think she was just looking for an opportunity to tell him, like, hey, you should assert yourself and tell people to, like, calm down. Um, And I thought that was one thing. And yeah, if she come in and been, like, you know, pointing fingers at people, I think it would have been a very different thing. And that would have, I think, made it less about making a better experience for everyone and more about, like, trying to up her like her rank in his eyes. And I think by avoiding the names, she didn't do that. So I thought that was smart. So I, yeah, I didn't agree with that yeah. thinking. I would say it was one of the few times that somebody on the show has gone to a lead to say something like that, where I didn't feel like it was selfishly motivated. It didn't feel like tattling. Yeah, I felt like she was doing what the people wanting the show would want somebody to do. You know what I mean? Instead of just starting drama, it was what you're at home like, why doesn't he see this happening? Why isn't somebody stopping this? Yeah, totally. I did think the way that they edited the tell-all, though, made it, like, impossible for her to be The Bachelorette. Yeah, it made me wonder if that was what their goal was. But then the sit-down part where she talked to Chris Harrison... I felt like they did kind of give her, you know, the questions and things that you would see leading up to some of it. But they did that for a bunch of people. So clearly they're kind of putting stuff out there. Like, it's hard for me to, I'm just trying to understand where some of the women coming at Katie, where they're, where they're coming from. Because aside from Victoria or somebody like that who was directly you know, starting stuff and therefore would be defensive about it. Like, what? why would anybody else be that mad about it? Yeah. I, I feel like we need more information to really yeah. believe that. I don't know. What am and I And I don't want to, like, yeah. I, yeah, clearly, I mean, clearly there's a lot of things that did not make the show Yeah. that might, you know, have helped to inform a different perspective, but... Without that, I mean, they're not really giving us anything to go off of to to be like, oh, yeah, we agree. Like, I just kind of walked away being like, this is like, I just walked away kind of annoyed because I really like, like, I walked away from the season liking Katie a lot. And so seeing all of this just made me kind of annoyed at the question mark, you know, of like what it what it was going on. Yeah, I still like our the reunion didn't change that for me. It just made yeah. me even more frustrated with the women that I already was frustrated with. And I wanted to hear 
their perspective. I wanted to know what else was going on in the house, like what made them feel that way, but I didn't, I didn't get that. And so it just left me feeling like, I know there are other people in this house who felt that way other than Katie. So why aren't we seeing it? Yeah. It made me miss the good old days where they had like a live audience and there was more yeah. kind of leak to the media about like the unseen clips during the tell all yeah. because, you know, there's so much more that happens. And I feel like, you know, we haven't seen that in recent seasons. There hasn't been, you know, that, you know, E! Online or whoever it is covering, um, yes. you know, talking about that. And especially now with no live audience, there's like less to leak, obviously. So, yeah, I just was curious what we didn't see because I'm sure there was a lot. Yeah. I would say that's the only thing that I miss about having a live audience. So, like, I don't really need them there. There was always a lot of unnecessary footage of, look at these ladies in their t-shirts and, like, asking ridiculous questions. I don't miss that, but I do miss the fact that we just won't know what else they cut out. And I feel like the editing just really threw me for a loop this season. Like, I just don't know. I can't make hazard tales of any of it. Uh, And I was surprised um, just that nobody was, like, like sticking up for Katie and that made me wonder did they edit that out because for instance like Brittany I if I were Brittany I would be very appreciative that somebody Mm -hmm. brought you know brought that to his attention yeah it doesn't make sense that everybody you know that all of them on the stage would all be kind of in agreement with being against Katie doesn't make sense yeah I think what drove me craziest was just that I felt like Anna was the only one who actually apologized for her horrible behavior on the show. Yeah. And she wasn't by far the only one at fault. And so it felt very much like she was put on the spot for it. And also like kind of, I don't know. It also bothered me that, you know, it seemed like she hadn't reached out to do any sort of additional apology outside of that. She had plenty of time, you know, to do that. So yeah. like doing I it, I think that that's do, ridiculous. Maybe she was afraid that like it wouldn't be received well by Brittany, but I think that she should have done that. But she is the only one who owned up to what she said and did to Matt and apologized in that situation, and was owning up to it on mm-hmm. you know when Chris Harrison was asking her about it. Um, so I do yeah. agree she should have reached out, and that's that's pretty bad. But um, I just it was so frustrating because you had MJ. You had um, Victoria, like all these people who were acting horribly. And, and Serena, Serena, is it C or P? The, the mean C. Serena. <laughs> okay. Serena C. <laughs> I, I just wanted these people to have some kind of self-reflection and be like, you know what? That wasn't a good look. I shouldn't have done that. And I felt like I got none of that. I felt like if anything, Victoria was like, I've been dealing with death threats or whatever. And, you know, yeah. fine. Like, I, she just kind of seemed, if anything, more kind of condescent, like, and just set about, like, whatever horrible. she had to say. I mean, and I, I did like that they didn't really give her as much as they could have in other seasons. They didn't give her a ton of time to really mm-hmm. kind of go on and on. I mean, she had a little bit of a moment, but, like, he didn't pull her up, like, by herself to talk to her. So I did appreciate yeah. that, I guess, her moment in the sun was, like, when she did the rounds of the talk show, or I guess she was just on the Today Show, not Today Show, uh, Good Morning America. Yeah. But um, maybe that was, like, her moment to do that, and they kind of moved on from them, which is fine. But, you know, I, di- I did feel like she made zero effort to say anything that felt like she was acknowledging the fact that she was so horrible this whole season, um, yeah. which I didn't like. I felt and she had like a terrible she was outfit. being, oh, 
she always does. I'll just leave that one alone. But like, she, <laughs> okay, so she drove me crazy in two ways. One, that she was being super gaslighting to everybody and being like, well, I got, I got death threats. So why don't you feel bad for me? And it's like, first of all, none of that should be happening. Like the fans of the show are horrible at times. Uh, like nobody should be getting death threats. However, these things that are happening are because of your behavior. And so while they shouldn't be happening, you you created the atmosphere that made that happen. And then you can't compare that to Brittany coming in and just you guys didn't like her and you spread bad rumors. Those those are not two comparable situations. Like Brittany did not do anything to facilitate what happened with her. She just showed up. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. No. And not and what drove me crazy was Matt basically apologizing to her or like sticking up for her when they to brought him out. Apologizing to who? So, or she was, was he, he was kind of sticking up for Victoria. I don't know that he was apologizing oh, yeah. to her, but he was saying like, yeah. oh, I really think you're a great person and this and that. And I'm like, is he saying this because he got caught with his friend like bashing her body and stuff like that and he feels bad? That's what because I thought. He should apologize for that but not apologize for saying that he was disappointed in her behavior in the house. Like those are two different situations. Yeah. I think, I think he was speaking to the situation with his friend, but not being direct about it, which I think opened it up to looking like a very different kind of response than it should have been. Cause like like he shouldn't be responding to the other. Yeah. No, no. Didn't like it either. But I mean, I did appreciate I did appreciate if it was intended to address his friend, like, I feel like that would have been an okay thing to do with better context. Well, I think he should have made it clear, but I think he didn't really want to bring up the full situation on air and bring more attention to the fact that he did that. Um, He could have, I don't know, maybe he could have said something like, I was disappointed in your behavior in the house because I saw this other side of you that I liked. Or like, I feel like he could have done it in a way that wasn't just pandering to her because I felt like everybody was pandering to her. She sucks. She's a mean person. I mean, they did that montage of just stuff that like, regardless of editing would not be okay. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the way... The way she's continued to sort of present herself in social media makes it clear she has no apologies. And the way she approached this evening made it clear she has no apologies for her actions. So I just, I'm going to be really annoyed when they do paradise and decide to trot her out. You know they will. And I just, I don't like them continuing to give her any sort of avenue to continue down this path, I guess, of just being so negative. I don't like it. I gotta, I gotta say the show has really been wearing on me and kind of losing the fun and like all of the stuff that I really enjoy about it because I feel like they're handling all of this stuff so badly with people like Victoria, but also with Chris Harrison and just like the whole thing just feels super toxic. I, it, it makes it hard for mm-hmm. me to just like be excited about The Bachelor and then they keep ruining the editing to the point where I can't do my fantasy leagues or stuff like that. It's like I feel like they're purposefully trying to suck the joy out of this franchise for me and I want to love it. I mean, we did a podcast on it, you know, like clearly I love the show. It's like so the the whole I don't know if we just want to skip ahead to talk about it. The 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 in the bloopers or yes. the outtakes or whatever they share dates that we didn't see and there was a lot of conversation you know as to whether they did this because you know they wanted to minimize chris harrison's presence during the episode 
a couple of weeks ago. Um, and maybe that was part of it, or maybe it was just for time and they decided to do it for that purpose. But like, yeah. it was, I mean, was it the most amazing date? No, but it was just them yeah, like having fun, fun being silly. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like it was just another example of where they have made choices throughout this season to make it impossible for us to get to know the people who are on the show, which yeah. is kind of the point of watching a show to get to know the people that are on the show. So they're kind of like doing themselves like a, a major disservice because, you know, here we are at the end of the season and obviously the, the ladies who are still in the running are not um, around for this week's episode. But, like, we've gotten to know very little of the final yeah. three ladies because of these, these choices they've made. And I think that's just really poor choices for their fan base, I think. So we have Rachel, Michelle, and Bree. Is that who's left? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it seems like this, this group date that we didn't get to see, the kind of fear factor kind of group date, and then they end up, I guess this is all that same date, then they end up, for some reason, out in the woods trying to find a hot tub where they end up with that Matt, and it seems funny. like... I like that Kit couldn't find Kit. where she was going. <laughs> <laughs> that I was so funny. Um, just like when Olivia got stranded on that island, and they were like, oh, she's still there, right? The jokes, like, I wanted to be like, Kit's still Always roaming funny. in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, what I was curious to know was, like, was there a conversation? Because, like, you know, there, there's there's obviously a lot, I think, going on with Brie and a lot that we're not getting to see. And I was curious about that date that got cut, like if there was yeah. stuff that would have been helpful for us to see, like an exchange between Brie and Matt. And I, I think the answer is probably. Um, so I just, I don't know, it kind of bothers me. And my, my guess is I think that Brie is going home next. And I'm really annoyed that we didn't get whatever time it was to get to know her, uh, especially with her making such a big decision to leave a job that she loves so much. Yeah. I, you know, I like her. I like Michelle. I feel like if he doesn't pick Michelle, that's such a big mistake because they just seem to have so much in common when it comes to things that they really care about. You know, like they both mm -hmm. are passionate about kids and education for kids and things like that. And I just see them like you can see them being married and kind of pursuing that life together. But I think he's going to pick Rachel, so there's that. It makes me sad because I think he and Michelle would be so great. I, I'm hoping for Michelle as well, but yeah, I, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> no. It's going to be an interesting after the final rose, though. Uh, I did notice that they cut out uh, Heather. Heather was there, and they cut her out, which I'm fine with. That's, that's an edit I don't mind. I was surprised. So I missed that she was there. I must have, like, I was very relaxed on the couch and so I must have missed the moment that they let her come on screen because I totally didn't see you can only see the back of her head okay really I'm surprised they had her come well, but you could see the back of her head that she was there yeah I'm surprised too but it's a little weird that they had her come and and probably quarantine and everything just to not use it but you know that they do that all the time I guess it feels pretty par for how they've approached her being there at all this season, right? Just kind of like, yeah. we're going to make you go through all these hoops and then we're not going to do anything with what we did with you, basically. It's just all very happy. Poor Heather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's just, a, it's just a very big audition for my second entrance on Bachelor in Paradise. So, you know. I don't, I just, I died. There's something about that girl that just rubs me the wrong way. I feel like she looks very... Um, Stepford wifey, you know, like I just feel like there's a mm. blankness behind the eyes that just like I don't know, it sets something off in me. I just have a hard time with her. Like she hasn't done anything yeah. to make me think she's a bad person. I just like I don't know. I just I don't want more. I don't need it. I don't need it. I wish her well, but yeah, 
yeah, not n- nothing there yet for me to kind of draw me back in or change my opinion. So yeah, I think that's about it for the tell all. And then I feel like the rest of everything going on was just uh, Taylor. <laughs> I was so disappointed to see this, like. And, and we're talking about sort of all of the news that broke. I guess it did break on Reddit. I'm trying to remember how it all went down. But, like, it came it out that, you know, maybe. really, really, really old, yeah, really old tweets of Taylor Nolan's came out that Not are very, enough, they were, um, like, you know, racist. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. Like, they racist and homophobic like, and transphobic, using, like, Offensive to people with mental disabilities, offensive to little people, offensive to Jewish people, the Mexican people. It, oh, and fatphobic. Uh, yeah, she's it was uh, just like, I everything. Don't want to get into the, honestly the content because it was just really nasty. And I know, no. like, you know, as you get older, you become more empathetic, and so I, I understand that when people are uh, this was a like freshman, sophomore year of college, junior year of college, like those kind of ages. I know, like, you do become a more empathetic person kind of as you get older, but just the sheer amount, like, if it had been just, like, one or two of these tweets, it would have been bad, but, like, the sheer amount that there was, it was just, I, I, I don't get it. And it was crazy that she came out then and said, you know, I knew these were out there and were discoverable, and I left them available because, you know, they were part of my, my journey to get to where I am now and how I approach everything, which... I, I really liked um, a really I really liked a statement that Rachel Lindsay came out with, which was basically to say like you know if that's the case then like tell us more about that like explain your journey like yeah. like don't like don't expect for us to to go from okay you have these crazy inappropriate tweets now you're like passionate and you're advocating for all of these different things like what was the like how did that transition take place like how did you get from because I think there's been obviously so much focus around um you know just try everybody trying to you know do better and challenge things and, and, and encourage the franchise to make steps forward so it's like how did you do that yourself because that's like a very valuable story to share for other people who are trying to improve as well and and it's just a missed opportunity and I don't like it's a pretty big assumption to be like oh like we understand like now you're doing this like you're doing it to right those wrongs like like tell us the how I think that's a missed missed chance for her but I do not believe her when she says that she left the tweets up on purpose for accountability or for her journey Mm -hmm. or whatever I don't buy that I think she forgot that they were there or just um I, I don't know. Maybe that was so commonplace for her to say stuff like that. She didn't think it was a big deal to, to leave them up there. But I, I think, like, there is no positive to, le- to leaving them up. Because let's say she grew as a person, realized it was bad. Um, I think the better way to do that would be, like you're saying, to talk about how she kind of grew from being somebody who wasn't sensitive and somebody who had a lot of hate, clearly, um to to kind of moving past that but leaving it all up just leaves people who see them who are affected by the things that she's saying to be really hurt so i what's what's the positive yeah there because they were really hurtful i don't see there being a positive and i think you know it's just another another example within the franchise of something that's just really really offensive that you know everybody is trying to process it feels like we can't get a, a break from that this this year yeah it's, um, it's just keep and, going. 
And I just, and, and it's like, to your point, like if she had like a, a few isolated tweets about it is one thing, but if it's something that was obviously very pervasive and how she spoke, like yeah. she had to have known that was a thing. And I just, it always surprises me when people are very vocal, speaking out mm-hmm. against things that are, you know, kind of hot button issues of sorts and, and, and trying to kind of advocate for change. Like she knew that this was was a thing like she knew that the, yeah. like she has to have known that you know she wasn't always in the right on some of these things and so it just surprises me that she would be so comfortable being so vocal knowing that she had this in her history I don't and know. putting herself in a position where I think she did a lot of positive things but then there are also moments I, I just have always had mixed feelings about Taylor. Like I've really appreciated, you know, the sex positivity that she's done on her feed and, and being willing to say, you know, sometimes like, Hey, this isn't cool. Calling out, you know, Ari who was really wishy-washy about the election or, you know, like mm-hmm. I appreciate that she's willing to stand up and, and say things that she believes in. But I do think at times she comes off as like, you know, like on the season that she was on can can be condescending. And there was part of me that felt like she loved having an excuse to say, I don't accept your apology about some of these people. And and like what Rachel did was horrible and she doesn't have to accept her. Rachel on Matt's season, not Rachel Lindsay. Right. Uh, she, she doesn't have to accept her apology. But I, I feel like there, there were a lot of instances where she kind of set herself up as the arbiter of like that's not good enough, I don't accept this, and and things like that. But then when it came to her having to apologize, she really kind of hit, like, all of the touchstones that she was saying, this makes this a bad apology, this makes me not believe that you are being since You know, her initial reaction to it was horrible and very defensive and didn't acknowledge a lot of the different groups that she offended. Mm -hmm. So I just don't. I don't, I don't know what to, to make of that whole situation. It was rough. It made me it sad. Was rough. Like, reading all of those tweets made me feel really sad. It made me very sad. And, and, you know, I saw a lot of people, and it was kind of what I felt as well, like saying, you know, we're not ready to post a response to this because, like, it just kind of took your, your breath away a little bit to be like, how do I, how do I respond to this? You know, I saw, yeah. um, you know, comments from people being like, you know, I, I – I thought that she was kind of like an ally. So like the fact that, you know, it's coming from her too makes it like extra complicated. I mean, yeah. and it's like, I feel like, you know, there's like this pressure now that when something like this happens that everyone, including like us as like podcasts, like that we're supposed to weigh in. And, and like, I just didn't have anything to say because I was just really shocked because I wouldn't have expected these to turn up, I guess. And I, and, and I also would have expected, you know, with the amount of scrutiny, till now of you know others on her season I'm surprised that it took this long for it to come out too right you know and she seemed very mad that these she was like these tweets were unsurfaced like not in good faith and I'm like really doesn't matter you know I do think that people were mad at her because she's been calling for Chris Harrison to be fired uh, and that's Mm -hmm. probably why they came out and uh maybe they didn't have good intentions bringing them out it really doesn't matter because they were all there and I, I think the thing that yeah. makes it hardest for me is that this person is a therapist, you know, and a lot of the things, and, and not just a therapist, but she works a lot in, in sex therapy. And I feel like that, like mm-hmm. a therapist to begin with, that's already such a vulnerable place that you're putting yourself in, and especially when you're talking about something like sex. So when you read all of those, like, 
the fat phobic stuff or I mean really a lot of it like a lot of that can be tied up in um you know in the kinds of things that people would be going to talk to her about and I don't know if you saw it but there were a couple of really like nasty tweets about clients that she works with um like saying something mm. along the lines of seeing my client's teeth makes me feel better about myself and then like hashtag drug addicts or something like that and that like that oh. really made me mad to see that's like also get this it's not just like you know all of the current like issues that the the franchise has been facing that gets into like patient confidentiality a little bit like i know I know she's not like putting people's names, but that like it goes into another space like where it just feels it's an ethical extra... issue oh, that's, for sure. That's not good. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Had you seen those? They were they were pretty bad. There weren't a lot of them, but they were. No, bad. I had not seen that one. Yeah. I think any of them falling into that category to me is is extra yeah. horrifying. So. Wow. Because I think some people okay. were kind of excusing it, saying, oh, she was just out of high school. That, But she was at a point in her education that she was interacting with people in, in a counseling setting and still and still putting stuff like that out there. So that's like, that's the worst. I, it's, it's all bad. But that to me is just like the icing on top of the horribleness of all of this. I mean, I think too often people forget, like, it's not like she's just writing this in a journal or something like there's no one says you have mm -hmm. to like tweet all of these things that you feel about everything yeah. and I think sometimes I think that's such a horrible part of our like of our our world now is that people feel like you know they have to express everything they think about everything I mean and they just don't yeah. so it's like if she has all these feelings fine but like they didn't all need to be on blast and I think you know, maybe she just never has filtered herself. I don't know. But I just think it's unfortunate that so many people, you know, continue to use these sort of platforms for these purposes when there's yeah. really like, why do they feel the need? It's just like, what's the point? I don't know. I mean, clearly she was tweeting just every thought that came into her head. <laughs> right. Well, and it's yeah. it's. It's been interesting to see um, the response from other people from the show. Um, I know Olivia Caridi was good friends with her when they both were living in Seattle. And like even Olivia came out and was like, you know, this is hard for me because Taylor was a good friend of mine, but I have to hold her accountable um, and say that I don't, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel OK with kind of what has surfaced. So I thought, you know, it, it said a lot that even people who had a, like a closer relationship with her even were sort of chiming in at this point to be like, you know, I can't be silent about this issue. Yeah. So I'm curious to see kind of what happens. I mean, she's come out and said, you know, those couple of things, but I mean, none of which sort of left me with any kind of lasting, no helpful impression. Uh, I didn't watch it all. There was a 30 minute video and I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time for that. No, I'll put it in a notes app apology and I'll read it. <laughs> uh, so I, but from what I had read about it, it was just her being very defiant about it all and being defensive and saying, well, I was young. And it's like that, that was what you were saying. It's not an excuse when it came to other people. So why is it an excuse for you? But no. Uh, um, no, I did find it interesting. I want to read, uh, I don't know if you remember Dominique from the season from, was Kate Oh yeah. Was yeah, season. I do. So they apparently were good friends and she put out, it's a pretty lengthy statement. Let me try to like get the, um, just a bit so she was first of all just saying it's never okay to to be nasty to people on social but then she said as some of you may know i shared a close friendship with taylor during our time on the show that being said we are no longer friends and have not been for some time i was unaware of her tweets during that friendship but i am unfortunately not aware not unaware of her toxicity i'm not surprised by the levels and lengthy history of it either 
in um, just talking about it's particularly troubling to see a mental health advocate and practitioner confirm some of the worst fears that people have about seeking therapy. The violations go far beyond re-traumatization as you have also violated patient confidentiality and moreover their trust. Um, you know, it, it was an interesting message. I think it's worth taking a look at. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting that she said she was not okay. surprised by any of this. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's telling. Yeah, that this continued beyond the years that these tweets came out. Yeah, so I don't know. I just, I would love to get, like, for us to at least have a week where there wasn't something like this turn up, you know? Yeah. It's just been, it's been a hard enough year without this, too. I, I think know. people are looking, I mean, I mean, and I, like, you know, look, I, I think, the show needs to do better, be better. So, I mean, I think in For that sure. regard to have the challenges, like that's fine. But I also feel like it's also a time when people are dealing with so many other struggles that are obviously far more important. Not, not that the, not that the greater issue here regarding, you know, um, you more equality on the show the and racism that, yeah. but but I mean, greater than The Bachelor. So yeah. I think people are really looking for an opportunity to sort of disconnect and have something entertain them. And I think, I mean, I think it's been a valuable lesson, but I think it, you know, it's just, I think it would be nice to have a little touch of that sort of levity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I kind of feel like next week's fantasy suites might be the last touch of that because obviously the last episode of the season tends to be the most serious one. And I think, I mean, I'm just preparing for for an after the final rose that's going to be really like brutal in a lot yeah, of ways I'm excited and about the host. so i think i'm excited about the host of the i think so too sorry, i mean i cannot remember his name i know who he is but i <laughs> i think he's a good pick is it emmanuel yes yeah I i'm 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 excited for him i think there was obviously a lot of feedback online people were like who is this and like why are they bringing someone from outside of bachelor nation i'm like well i think you know, if there ever was a conversation for them to try to figure out a way to do it right, like, I think it's time. And I think, you know, I think uh, we got a little bit of a sense for it this week. I think Matt seemed a little bit, like, he seemed a little tired, you know, yeah. from the season. And obviously, I feel like the way he's going to come into this, I mean, there's obviously been so much that he's been impacted by, um, by virtue of being the lead in this season. So I, I just think they really need someone who's going to be able to facilitate the discussion and, and send home the right messages. Yeah. And I think it makes sense. And he's somebody who does have experience hosting and who also has a lot of experience speaking with people about race issues. So yeah, I think I think he was who I, th- I think Rachel suggested him. And uh, I'm glad they took that suggestion and ran with it. And I feel like we can't like ignore speaking of Rachel, like the continued sort of attacks on Rachel Lindsay. And I think it's just it's unfortunate to see. And I, I you know, I've, I've enjoyed watching the people from the show, um, whether it's this season or prior season speak up on behalf of her. I mean, I think it's such an unfortunate thing that so many people have decided to focus on her as like the reason behind Chris Harrison's temporary permanent whatever it is you know the reason exit behind the franchise. his, his uh, temporary exit is Chris Harrison so take yeah. it with Chris Harrison if you have a problem with it I mean, <laughs> like I'm so sick of seeing all the racist people on Facebook like sticking up for it like I've had a soft spot for him over the years even though like he makes me angry um, but I you know mm-hmm. I think his time uh, you know what he has brought to the franchise 
I don't know that he can bring any. We we've gotten all we can get out of C. Harrison. I don't. I, I just don't see a road forward with him as the host. Yeah, I just don't. Like he's kind of had that role as kind of the the like you know the trusted confidant and you know like I just I can't I can't put him in that role yeah. like ever again. You know, there's nothing yeah. he can do or say at this point for me to feel okay with that. And I kind of also feel like they've scaled back a little bit on his presence on the show anyway. So it just feels like a good time for him to just kind of fade off into the sunset. What the way that he spoke, getting rid of him is not going to take away the issues on the show, because I think that the way that he speaks is the way that a lot of the other higher up people, the other executive producers and stuff on the show, I believe that that's what they're thinking. I think he's he felt okay saying that because that's the feeling behind the scenes of the show. And you can see it when you watch the show and mm-hmm. the decisions that they're making. And he put, he put the words to it. And he's the one who's going to be held accountable for it. But I hope that there's more going on behind the scenes, even if Chris Harrison is gone. Because some, something has to change. Yeah. I agree. There's no way that he so naturally went down those paths during the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, if that wasn't something, I mean, they're so trained and ingrained to speak in certain ways that there's no way that he would so comfortably just continue down that path yeah. if that wasn't something he was used to being exposed to, at least some of that sure. thinking. And I mean, he said so. similar similar things uh, in, in interviews in the past, uh, just not directly aiming it at someone like Rachel. Uh, so I feel like it kind of flew under right. the radar and it wasn't on TV on a show like extra that, that a lot of bachelor people watch. So it just, it just didn't get as much coverage, but he said a lot of the same kinds of things in the past. So I'm not surprised by it. Um, it's nice to see that he's actually facing some consequences for it. And then maybe the show will actually have to change. I, 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 I'm trying to like temper my optimism about it because I feel like the show has such a bad track record and you can see by the response to to him being taken off the show for a while that the fan base or a large percentage of the fan base thinks like he does so so it kind of leaves them in a position of needing to be better but then also pandering to to the people who drove rachel Lindsay off instagram you know i i don't know how the show moves forward so i think that's that's hard to to see a path forward from all of this i don't know what that looks like I know what I want it to look yeah. like, but I don't know what it will look like. I'm curious. I'm, I, I'm, I'm ho- I, I hope, one, that Rachel comes back onto Instagram because, like, I, I just it ha- I hate that anybody would be so attacked that they couldn't feel like they, could, they couldn't do what they want to do, and you know, and, like, income. be where they like, want to be. People have, have essentially taken a job away from her by making it, you know, yeah. unsafe for her to be on there. So I'm curious to see what happens next. What do you think? We were talking a little bit about it on the podcast last week. What do you think happens with The Bachelorette? There's been rumors about them recasting it. There's been rumors about them delaying the season. There's been rumors about them not having the season at all. Yeah. What do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if they delay just because I think it's such a a mess behind the scenes that they probably don't know how to move forward because I think they're probably trying to spin their reels and think, how can I please, how can we please everybody um, in making decisions for this next season when they can't. Um, because you have two two very different audiences watching the show. Yeah. No, it's true. Do you think, other thought, no one's shared online, but could be plausible. Do you think they skip to Bachelor in Paradise and come back to Bachelorette? Could they do that? I mean, it would be a crazy decision just because they've never done it. 
but who knows right now because it's such a weird time with the pandemic and with all the, yeah. the all of the other stuff going on. I, I mean, the whole fandom, I feel like, is just tearing each other apart, right? Like, it's bad. I've never really seen this happen uh, on a show or, or, you know, surrounding a show before. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know if I've mentioned, so like I know I've talked about being an avid Peloton-er and I helped to moderate the Peloton Bachelor Nation group on Facebook and we've had to like address some comments from people and address people joining, like having to ask people to leave the group because the people are just not, like like, we're all for some like healthy debate and conversation, but like this, all of this has gone into a different place where it's like, you know, this isn't healthy debate. It's just Mm -hmm. like some of it's just gotten downright nasty and inappropriate and offensive. So yeah, so it's just it's it's hard. That's why part of me wondered if they did try to make that kind of play because Bachelor in Paradise is like much less serious, right? So it's like I think yeah. it would be like a little bit of a light thing to throw in. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they did the something whole show like that because they Paradise. <laughs> like maybe just get rid of the Bachelor and Bachelorette right? and Paradise <laughs> is it. You know, I I don't know. I don't know how they make I, Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Dun, dun, dun. Any was there any other dun, news dun, this dun. week? I feel like it was mainly. Just I think that's kind of. I mean, the news. I think is the news is like to me. I've seen like silly things that have popped up, but that's just been so like pervasive, and that's definitely I think the most important things to talk about right now. Yeah. So that's kind of it. So I guess next week we will see who gets stuck in the fantasy closet. <laughs> I'm still mad about Ivan's date. <laughs> I am too. I'm too. We mentioned that a few weeks ago. I will always remember that. And he might have said he didn't mind, but I mind on his behalf. I mind. So. <laughs> I will say just in so closing like, about, about all of this stuff, I felt like the Claire Tasha season was super low budget, but it had a lot of really nice moments in terms of real conversations real like men that mm-hmm. you you actually would want to see on a show like this and then you it's like a total 180 to this beautiful season at Nima colon that totally erased all of the positive things about about the bachelorette this year so those are my thoughts yeah it's totally true well i guess we will see what happens the rest of the season we will. thanks for joining us to talk about all of the things this week indeed um you know, and maybe, maybe if things go in a positive direction, you guys, Leslie will come back and talk some more about it. We'll see. <laughs> TVD. But it's fun to, fun to be talking to everybody again. So maybe I'll pop back up again in the future. Yeah, hopefully we can coerce Leslie to pop up from time to time. So <laughs> it was fun to talk about this week for sure. And yes. I guess we will see what happens from here and talk with Indeed. you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for joining, Leslie. Toodles. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor news. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.